KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in Depth. I'm Suzanne Monahan. Many private liberal arts colleges are struggling to survive amid the pandemic. Enrollment is down and they depend more heavily on room and board revenue than larger universities. So what does this mean for the future of these schools? I spoke with nationally recognized admissions counselor and founder of Application Nation, Sarah Harberson. She's also the author of an upcoming book called Soundbite, the admission secret that gets you into college and beyond. Liberal arts colleges are really having a tougher time during this pandemic than the bigger universities. Yes, the small liberal arts colleges have always been the most vulnerable. And oftentimes it has to do with a smaller endowment, but they also lack that national name recognition that those big universities have. You know, I often Um, look at how Villanova is doing right now, one of our local universities, and their applications are through the roof. They are very popular. Um, But two, three years ago, they won, you know, the national championship for men's basketball. And you can see how a university can really use other pieces of the institution to attract students to apply. So small liberal arts colleges, while teaching is paramount there and students can get such a great education, they don't have that cachet that some of the bigger universities have. But what's interesting is financial health of an institution is directly linked to college admissions. And so if you see a college doing well in the admissions office, meaning they're getting a lot of applications and they have a high yield rate. That means the percentage of students who accept the offer of admission. And they have a strong retention rate, meaning they don't have a lot of students dropping out or transferring. Then that usually indicates that the institution is doing well. And so when you look at some of the colleges that have Um, extended their admissions deadlines. Um, Those are the colleges that are usually struggling. And a lot of times they are those smaller liberal arts colleges. But, you know, the thing is, these colleges, um, not just small liberal arts colleges, but there have been hundreds of colleges in financial distress even before the pandemic. But the pandemic has just magnified their financial distress even more. Do you think that some people are steering even farther away from those small liberal arts colleges because of concerns over their financial stability long term, especially given the pandemic? Oh, geez, I hope not uh, as a graduate of a small liberal arts college. But, you know, that is the big concern, you know, as, you know, educational um experts think about the future, you know, they worry about those liberal arts colleges, not only the small ones, but even the liberal arts programs at a larger university, you can see where the major academic programs that are being cut are in the liberal arts, in the humanities, in education, in majors that historically more women have pursued and majored in. So it is a concern of mine, not only because I'm a graduate of a small liberal arts college, but um, I'm concerned as the mom of three kids, you know, is, is the value of a liberal arts education still going to be there? And I hope it is. 
Um, but I think we're going to see these pre-professional programs at universities be the big draw, the business program, the engineering school, the nursing programs as well, these pre-professional programs that historically have um, resulted in job offers and higher starting salaries are going to attract students even more. And especially for business and engineering, we're still seeing a pretty big gender imbalance, not only in the applicant pool, but in the enrolled class as well, heavily male dominated at almost every institution in the country. Are some of these schools doing extra things like maybe offering discounts and and whatnot to get more students in? Uh, I'm I'm seeing that. Yes, I'm seeing. But it it depends on the institution, because to discount tuition, it's a big thing. It can really hit an institution hard to offer that. So we saw in uh, late summer and early fall, some of some of the more elite universities offering um, discounting in terms of tuition. We saw that Princeton, Georgetown, Johns Hopkins University offered a 10% discount. This wasn't a huge amount, 10%. And they're already, you know, close to 70 or $80,000 a year at these institutions. So 10% isn't a big deal, but they're able to do that because of their enormous endowment. We also saw um, a small number of colleges, um, and this is really, you know, a marketing ploy, a recruitment ploy. We saw uh, a handful of colleges reduce tuition, which takes an even bigger hit to an institution that's probably already struggling to some extent financially. So Ryder, Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, Drew University offered a reduction in tuition. So, you know, sometimes over 20% reduction in tuition. So that's a, that usually indicates that the institution um, really needs students to apply and to ultimately enroll. But I think the biggest trend that we're going to see in 2021, so for those current high school seniors, I think 2021 is going to be the year of merit scholarships. That is going to be the biggest strategy used by colleges and universities. Now, there are a handful of colleges in the country and universities in the country that do not offer merit scholarships. Those would be your Ivy League institutions, a handful of other elite universities and colleges. But most of the other colleges and universities in this country are going to use merit scholarships as a way to uh, yield, attract, enroll students for the fall. That is what they're going to be using. So those high school seniors who are getting their acceptances right now, they're also sometimes getting a merit scholarship. The closer we get to May 1st, which is the traditional reply date for students to let colleges know where they're going, as we get closer to May 1st, we're going to see that some students are going to get more merit money if they appeal. And that is because of how shaky these colleges feel, not only about their financial health, but whether or not they can bring in their freshman class on target. You know, if a college expects 500 freshmen in the fall, 
there is so much pressure on those admissions offices, especially leading up to the May 1st deadline, that they could offer students more merit money, especially those students who've appealed. And what's interesting is even last year, we saw the wait list being a very aggressive way for colleges to fill the rest of their class. But something that we'd never seen before last year was some colleges were admitting students off the wait list and accepting them and also offering them a merit scholarship on top of that. And that was something that was never done until last year. So you can, you can see, you can feel how stressed these colleges are. And I often tell students and parents this time of year, you know, I know how stressed you've been the entire year leading up to this point in the process, but just imagine how these colleges are feeling. And it really allows families to realize that they've got power. They have leverage at this stage of the process. So I always tell students that if you're not happy with your merit scholarship, make sure you reach out to the colleges because, you know, you never know, you could actually get even more money than you ever expected. Are you seeing schools try to get or or accept more out-of-state students because they pay higher tuition? It depends on the state university. So there are state universities that do not give advantages to in-state versus out-of-state students. And in that case, those out-of-state students applying actually can have a little bit of an edge this, this year because you're right, they do bring in more tuition. But then you look at a school or a university like the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, they have as part of their charter and a, and a commitment to in-state students. So it's still very difficult to get into the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill as an out-of-state applicant. So it really depends. You know, you look at University of Florida, no advantages to in-state Florida residents. So that's why a lot of students from the Northeast are now applying to the University of Florida. But in fact, you know, they got a decent chance uh, because they're going to bring in more tuition dollars for that institution. And while maybe this pandemic is hitting liberal arts colleges harder, uh, other schools are struggling as well, even some of the big ones. You know, even the institutions that have been known to be financially healthy, um, we're still seeing them lay off staff. We're seeing them furlough faculty members. We're seeing them cut back on majors and academic programs. And those athletic teams, some of them are at risk or already have been canceled at major universities. So we can see that, you know, not just the small liberal arts colleges are struggling, even the universities that are well known are cutting back too, because they have to be just as careful. I would imagine that most schools don't have international students or very limited international students right now. Yeah. And that is that's difficult because most of the colleges over the past 20 years have strategically, in some cases, targeted international students uh, because um, they don't have to provide the same kind of financial aid in some cases to international students. So there are some institutions that say that they are need blind in their admissions process, but that's not the case if you're an international student. And that is a way for them 
to bring in more tuition because they're not going to offer financial aid to international students, or if they do, it's quite limited. So those international students, you know, were bringing in a lot of revenue for a college or university, and that's really at a major halt, not only because of what we're dealing with here in the U.S., but just travel limitations. Even if they wanted to come to campus, they're not able to. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Suzanne Monahan, and we'll have another episode out soon.